Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 20 of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, also known as Drinking Eagle from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How you doing tonight, Chris, and what is in your glass? We uh, we need a eagle scream sound effect <laughs> once we start moving <laughs> into some other stuff just for that specifically okay. but i'm i'm doing really good tonight denny i'm uh like we were talking about a little earlier both a little on the tired side yeah but uh yeah who knows maybe the the tired will make the yeah yeah no, you just gotta <laughs> drink i just gotta drink some beer and then i start uh loosening up and i wake up and then i'm wired for the rest of the night and okay. and the beer that I'm drinking it will help me stay awake too. Oh, but but right. before we talk about my beer, what's in your what's in your glass? So, yeah, so let's talk about what's in my glass. So my beer uh, in my glass this evening. And by the way, if I didn't say it, I'm doing pretty fantastic. But other than a little <laughs> tired, um, I'm drinking a beer that has two really good names. Okay, not only the brewery, but the name of the beer too. So the beer is called Medicine Ball. Let's see if I let's see how I do it today. Uh-oh, your Come focus on. is a little bit. There we go. There nice. we go. Medi- yeah, Come on, yeah. you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Medicine ball, dodgeball. Okay. First off, if you're playing that game, yeah. I want to watch from a brewery called Crooked Pecker <laughs> Brewing oh Company. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Oh. Um, and this beer was given to me by, by my buddy Art Warcheck. Uh, we had a little beer exchange go on. Uh, he had won a lottery oh. from um, uh, the folks over at Cigar City. He actually won four bottles of beer in this lottery. And he texted me and goes, hey, uh, you're still in Tampa, right? And I went, <laughs> yeah, why? He goes, can, can you ship, ship some beer for me? He's like, I'll, I'll get you some thank you beers or whatever you want. And I was like, sure, uh, we could totally do that. So I shipped him some beer and he goes, just let me know how much I owe you. I said, I tell you what, fill the beer shipper up and send it back to me. We'll oh, call it even. Nice. So, so uh, Amanda Argauer checking in too, oh. saying, what's up, friends? Hey, Amanda. Uh, and Kevin. Um, yeah, Kevin's probably easy. Well, Kevin's probably either right there or Kevin's asleep on the couch next to her or something. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we did a little beer exchange. I got some, uh, four Jackie O's beers Ooh. and and this one and another one, um, that I'll be cracking open here in a little bit too, maybe. Uh, but enough about me, Denny, 
I, I want to know what's in your glass. I want to know how you're doing today, too. I'm doing well. Just like you, just like you, I'm a little bit tired. But I, as we start drinking some of these beers, starting with this first one that I'll be drinking uh, from Mother Earth Brewing uh, here in, in the Napa, Idaho area, this is their, and, I, and you already saw this one from uh, last week, yeah. the Milk Truck Latte, and I'm not very good at focusing either, Latte Stout. So yeah, it's, it's got uh, vanilla, coffee, and lactose, and some oats to make it extra creamy. And I got a six-pack of this, and I'll tell you what, uh, this is a great beer. I really am enjoying it. I think I gave it a four-cap rating on Untapped, and it's a milk stout. So everyone knows that I've never really been a huge fan of milk stouts. I have been drinking more of them lately because mm-hmm. a lot of breweries are doing it right. They're not making them too sweet. They're putting a, you know a little bit of lactose in there to kind of tone out, you know, mellow out some of those uh, you know, that some of the bitterness from the from the dark roasted malts or whatever, but not enough to make it so it's too sweet and 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 not not very good. This one's got some great flavor and it's got a nice body to it too. Sometimes those milk stouts can be very like thin, right? Thin and mm-hmm. and sugary. And this one's really good. And uh, I'm drinking it out of again. People probably already saw this if you watched the fermented reality beer cast but it's uh hops and barley it's the this year's idaho uh, craft beer month glass for pints up idaho that we had uh last week or the week before last actually it was mm-hmm. I, I think it was the thursday this show our show was released was the oh nice the glass day so sarah and i went out to mad swede uh where we've gone every year since they've been doing this pints this pint glass thing and we got our beers got our glasses and uh i've been drinking a lot of idaho craft beers during this month i drink i always drink a lot of idaho craft beers but because it's craft beer month i want to make sure i support all our local breweries and get a lot of the different beers so this is one of three idaho beers i'll be drinking in fact another one i'll be drinking from mother earth will be their cali cream and orange sickle cream ale oh man i got one can of that left and i'll drink that and then i'm going to do a, a also a beer from payette brewing which is my favorite lager like like if i want a lighter lager that just is clean and goes down really smooth and easy it's their north fork pale lager uh, mm. really great lager i drink a lot of that every summer because i just i love it the other lager they do that i really appreciate but it's a little bit heavier so i don't drink it as as much as i drink the other one is their vienna lager which mm-hmm. is their and I, you know what i'm gonna lose the name of it i i know the name of all their beers but uh Right now, I think it's slipping my mind. But but yeah, so I'll be drinking those three beers, all Idaho beers, all local beers uh, t- tonight on the show. And, and I'll be drinking this one out of this fancy Willie Becker style glass. Uh, and then I'll be drinking the other ones that, because I don't want to mix the dark with the lagers and the yeah. cream ale. So I'll be drinking out of uh, Nonic Pint, English Nonic Pint. You, br- you brought two glasses. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you impressed me, Danny. Yeah. Prepared. I, I, I brought this one, and it's hard to see too, but it's uh, <laughs> it's from our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. Right? Uh-huh. So they, uh, got the a hop on there, and it's humulus humulus lupus. It's blending into your beer behind you there, didn't I? It? Know <laughs> green screen fun. It's like, well, funny. Oddly enough, I'm wearing a green shirt today. Yeah, too. so it's a blue screen. I, yeah, so when I turned it on today, it was funny because I had just the. <laughs> The city line of Tampa, right through my shirt and everything behind me was green. You were headless, was, headless. You yeah, just had some, arms and head, like uh, something was weird. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. 
it was uh it was kind of a little backwards so you know when yeah. i did this it was nice but you know when you got that oh and you go completely messed up wow that is pretty sexy <laughs> tell me about it right so we're uh getting getting technology uh working yeah. here yeah. uh jeremy garrison checking in as well oh, hey How jeremy guys? Good. hey thanks for joining us jeremy appreciate that so mm. um yeah well you know what let's get on let's get this show started but before we get into the meat of the topics and everything i always want to let anyone new listening to the show know what tap to craft podcast is all about we are an educational podcast we like to focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and your adventures. And hey, we're all about educating you guys with craft beer. Listening to episode 176, recording today, Monday, April 19th, 2021. In this episode, we're going to discuss another topic brought to, brought to us and to you from one of our great listeners, Tara Carlson, who is watching us right now live. And... This was kind of a one of she had like eight topics that she you know gave to us for our contest. And mm. last episode we talked about diversity in craft beer. In this in the same uh, topic, she also wanted to find out a little bit more about uh, women in brewing, the history of women, and and what happened. Why are they you know they were primary from what she understood they were primary brewers early on in the whole brewing process. So. I, I separated it into two topics because that would be too long to have diversity and women, uh, history of women in brewing in one topic. So this is part two, which will be the history of women in brewing, where we're going to talk about how women got started in the brewing, why they kind of fell out of the brewing, and how they're re-emerging themselves into the, into the brewing process. So it's hmm. and, and out of that, I even have another topic that I'm going to eventually workout which is again it's it's a, a, a more history you know we did a three i think a three-part segment on the history of of beer and i want to dive into a little bit more because when i was doing this research i found some very interesting stuff on on some of the early the the, the early beer uh, creations that were going on that women were responsible for doing that mm. i never hadn't heard about before but again i didn't want to make this episode too long so I, I kind of separate that. I'll, I'll put that into another topic eventually. But So Tara provided a lot of good content for me to pull from. So I really appreciate that. Um, of course, you can count on Chris and I have some great conversation along the way because we've already had some good conversation and we just got started. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I also want to thank our, our Patreon supporters. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen and William Slimmer, who are our virtual producers. We also have Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamassa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Kirk Tabor, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Now, Chris... I already kind of mentioned that uh, some of the topics that were being brought to us in the next few episodes are from our are from our uh, listeners. So mm -hmm, why mm -hmm. don't you could tell everyone why why that's happening and maybe how other people could you know join in and and possibly win uh, our next contest. Our next contest from our uh, from our sponsors over at Brewer Shirts. So guys, what we're looking to do is we're looking to have you, yes you, submit us 
submit some ideas to us for the show, right? D- Denny, and I can't even take credit for this. Denny creates every single, almost every single episode that comes through here. Every idea, every show outline that, by the way, is like 12 <laughs> or 15 pages long, depending <laughs> on what you're reading. Um, he puts all that together. And as brilliant as this man is, guys, I, I can only imagine that it's difficult to come up to uh, with some new ideas. We're on episode 176. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. So now that I'm going off on this tangent, let's talk a little bit about what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> we would love for you guys, if I'd stop dropping stuff, for you to send us some ideas, whether it's through social media, whether you want to send us an email at tapthecraft at gmail.com. If you want to, I don't know, send Denny a letter. Yeah. Uh, mail, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, if you want to do that, we would, we would, English is my first language and I really wish I could get these words out and we would love to be able to use your ideas on our show. And in turn, we're going to register you guys into our contest for a $20 gift card from our sponsors at Brewer Shirts. So we are looking for, I believe we need one more. One more before it's eligible. Yep. One more before uh, we will make make this uh, drawing to see who is going to win that $20 gift card. So Get on your, get on your keyboards, and I need you to sh- send me some ideas, <laughs> or you know, phones, or whatever you're gonna, t- however you're gonna get it to us. We'd appreciate the ideas, guys, yeah. and that way we can uh, keep continuing doing this show and having some fun stuff to talk about. Like this whole women in brewing thing, I was amazed to see Denny how many women brewers you guys have in Idaho. Yeah, yeah. What was it like eighteen percent or something? That yeah, was, yeah, we had, was, uh, yeah, we we had uh, quite. We, we definitely broke the diversity survey results uh, uh, that that were presented, which we'll talk about here in a in a minute. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so submit those uh, those topics and you'll be entered. Now we said we weren't going to do it until we hit five. We only went away from five uh, entries, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean we can't have more. So go ahead, everyone. Go ahead and uh, and submit your entries. Let's give them. If we don't get it, if we get it like one right away, let's let's give them a week, and then okay. if we don't get any more, we'll pick a winner. So that gives people time to get get their their entries in, even though they've had already two weeks. You know, by the time they hear this this. Episode. And you know what? And I I've always wanted to do this too. Mm-hmm. If you're if what I just said or what Denny said didn't make sense, <laughs> click this video. <laughs> right here it's yeah. going to pop up oh. on the youtube feed oh yeah yeah we, i've always wanted to do that yeah. like click this link right here and it'll show you what we're talking about <laughs> right but you also have to follow us on social media oh, yeah. things yeah. which you find us everywhere on facebook instagram youtube i mean those are the big ones but we're all at tap the craft go follow us guys yeah then you see when we're posting this stuff yeah Oh, you saw that error too, did you? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Chris just mentioned our, you know, our YouTube video channel, and we are putting up content. In fact, Chris just put something up today that is amazing, uh, and I put up something uh, right after we released the last episode, uh, which is the. Uh, so, I released a quick tape take uh, beer review of the old Rasputin. Mm. Uh, Imperial Stout, Russian Imperial Stout that we talked about on that last episode or now i can't remember whenever we talked about it it was episode 174 yeah hey, there's a link to it right here okay you can watch 174 right here you're good and guess you're what good. 
Here's also a link to Denny's video too. Okay. Awesome. I just have to make sure I write there, all this down. There we go. Yeah. Make sure you don't forget <laughs> to add all those links. But yeah, we, so I did a quick take, which my quick takes aren't as quick as, as, uh, Chris's quick takes. He knows how to do a real quick take. Mine are still like, you know, 12 minutes long or 13 minutes long or maybe 16 minutes, but it's fun. You get a little bit more insight on me tasting beer and what I have to say about the style and, and a little bit about North Coast Brewing. So, yeah, go check out those videos. And then Chris did a great one. I, it's straight up beer porn. That's what Chris oh, did today. He's so proud. It is Tim so, Johnson. It is so Tim, awesome. Thank you, Tim, checking in too, by the way. Yeah. He said, hey, it's the boys drink talking about beer. That's right. That's right. So uh, so go check out Chris's 36, is it 36 second? 36 yeah, second like video that. That, is, that strictly is like, if you don't get excited by watching that video, then you're not a real true I was really going with aroused, but going aroused, aroused, yes. If you're not aroused by that, <laughs> so yeah. So go check out our YouTube video, uh, channel. Um, I wish I could say it was YouTube slash Tap the Craft, but we can't get that unique URL until we hit 100 su- subscribers. We're oh. just a shy bit away from that. Like, okay, we're only at 25. So go out there and subscribe. We can get that custom URL, and uh, mm-hmm. it'll be easier for people to find our YouTube channel. But we do have. Quite a bit of content on there now. Uh, Chris does release all the video from our Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and and find a spot that we talk about something and you want to go find that spot and watch it, go ahead and do that. You know, Just go ahead and fast forward and try to find it and, and watch us live in that one segment you want to see or watch the whole two-hour fun. But I know that everyone doesn't have two hours to spend watching us no. on videos. But hey, that, that, yeah, that's it. And guess who else who else got on too? Jeff Weesey. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks. Remember Welcome. how to pronounce it. Too. Yes, and we got the name right. So uh thanks to yeah. him. <laughs> okay, so now let's get back. Let's get some feedback from our last episode. Now I we just mentioned that we did the diversity in craft beer. And at the beginning of that episode, I hinted or, or that segment, I hinted that, hey, you know what? We don't have any numbers of how many of the breweries that um, submitted a survey, actually submitted information on the diversity demographics that, that they had asked for. And uh, I, I, I mentioned that I wish John would have been able to, uh, you know, I could have talked to him and he could have looked up the numbers that were private to see if there was any numbers that were available. And guess what? Uh, John did go and look it up. And there's no numbers that say how many people but he believes it was probably less than 300 of the breweries that submitted the survey actually submitted the, the demographics for their diversity portion. So as I, as I thought, just bear, bear with the number, you know, the stuff we talked about, those are, it's a very small subset of the craft beer scene. And that's why when I did the, the simple breakdown of small little Boise, Idaho, uh, that there was so many female brewers and owners of mm-hmm. breweries in this one small town that I thought there's no way that those numbers are a hundred percent correct. So, um, yeah, so that's just want to give that little, uh, feedback from the last episode. And, uh, all, we also got some, uh, feedback from, uh, well, actually we got, we got feedback, but we also got uh, a submission from Eric Gronley on an interesting article that he was curious about. Now, I didn't want to do a whole topic on this, but we will spend a little bit more time than we normally would because uh, I want to, it's a, it's a, it's a, I won't say a style. It's a, 
what what do you what would you call this? We kind of, we had a good name for it on the fermented um, reality. It's like a like a maybe a beer fad or a beer uh I don't, variety, I don't know like a style variety, maybe more like a uh, uh, an alternative. Uh, I don't remember what we called it. Okay. All right. Well, here, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and read what what Eric said. And then, Chris, I'll let you start in on the article. We're going to read this article because I couldn't just – I summarized the whole process in the Fermented Reality Beer Cast, but I want to spend more time on our show because, again, we're educational, and I think our listeners would be curious about how this came about and what you know what they're trying to achieve and, and whether or not it's going to be something in the future or not. So Eric Gronley said, feel free to take or leave this one. The title alone had me intrigued and also kind of upset. As if there was another way to drink an IPA. Seems like a gimmicky style, but who knows? And why he says like there's another way of drinking an IPA is because I'll read, I'll read the, t- the article title, Chris, and you can do the rest. Mm-hmm. The title of the article that he sent to us, and I read this, uh, I think, a week or two before he sent it. And I, and I was going to kind of, you know, I was going to pass on it. But then when he mm-hmm. brought it up, I thought, you know. Maybe other listeners are also curious, and so why not just chat chat about it? And there's some interesting stuff in here. So it's what is a cold IPA? Definition explained by Wayfinder Brewmaster Kevin Davey. So if you if anyone's out there has seen cold IPA, like like this, you know, style variety of an IPA called cold IPA, you might be curious what this is about too. So Chris, why don't you start us off on the article? All right. It all started off with a little negativity. I've got an opinion to share. I don't like IPLs or India Pale Lagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, many are delicious, and in no way am I saying that beers defined as IPL are bad, but the vast majority are, to me at least, clunky. The clunkiness comes across in two ways, depending on the how the IPL was brewed. Those two camps are the IPA with lager yeast approach <laughs> and the dry hopped lager. Mm. Hmm, that's a good way to look at it. IPA with lager yeast. The recipes in this fashion employ a clean American IPA recipe and sub the yeast from Chico to lager yeast. Usually 34, how do you, how would you say this? 34? 34 to 70. 34 to 70? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that'd be, okay. So usually 34 to 70, ferment cold and see what happens. The dry hopping doesn't work the same. The lager esters and the uptick in the SO2 really does not work with the American hops. That sticks out like a sore thumb. Usually, the fermentation is hurried or it's just mishandled because brewers that try this approach don't hang their hats on lager styles. They just don't stand out enough to gain any footing. Yeah, so this is an important thing that he mentioned. I, I'm sorry I didn't put – I should have put in sulfur oxide is what the SO2, if you're not familiar That's with That's sulfur dioxide. dioxide. Yeah, sulfur dioxide. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so that can give off some, like some really off flavors and, and that's a problem. If you don't let the, you just let those flavors like kind of, uh, dissipate out or it's going to be kind of a stink bomb type of a, mm. of a beer. So that's, that's one, one reason why using lager yeast can be a bit detrimental to these, uh, to these, um, type of hoppy beers. All right, keep going. All right, where did I stop? The dry hopped lager. Yeah, this takes a normal Pilsner style recipe and changes the hopping from a classic approach to what we see with American IPAs these days. 
all the kettle hops in the whirlpool, large dry hop with newer IPA hops like Citric or uh, Citra, Mosaic or New Zealand or Australian varieties or the Huel varieties. The amount of grassiness is heavy. It lacks the spicy bitterness we're accustomed to with Pilsners. And this lends the beers to finish sweet and fruity. Mm. All of this distracts from the drinkability. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2017, when I was designing the early beers for Wayfinder, I really didn't want to make an IPL. Wayfinder is a Portland-based brewery that makes about half lager beer and half IPA. It's like two 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 sides, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I and I kind of like that yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, uh, Portland was just. Oh wait, I skipped that. We may be more known for our lager beers, to which I'm delighted. Portland was just starting to see the trend of the New England IPA. I knew I wanted to master that style and put my own spin on it, and we did with Flower in the Kettle IPA. <laughs> I also wanted to make not, a clean... not flour like baking flour, but mm. <laughs> but but I like the I like the play on it. Right? It's yeah. I mean, he's, something... he's making fun of the people who made uh, the initial uh, mm-hmm. hazy IPAs something... by. Some were putting flour or trying to make, you know, trying to do things that were bizarre. Mm-hmm. Trying to make them, well, I mean, this, for example. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is orange juice. Um, I want to put my own spin on it. Uh, I also wanted to make a clean West Coast classic sea hopped beer with a touch of caramel malt. <gasps> and we covered that too with Doomed Town IPA, named after the classic Wipers song about Portland. But after a while, I just wanted to put my own spin on an IPA. It needed to be something that was categorically different than IPL or other IPAs before it. Okay, so this is the whole. This is how this whole cold IPA method that he decided to use came about because of these two methods wasn't happy with. So he wanted to come up with a different method, and so that's just why. I mean, that's why I had to leave all this in. Because it really you need you need to understand where he was coming from and what he was trying to do before you just jump into the style that that he's or the the brewing process of a cold IPA that he came up with. All right, what I came up with is kind of a blend of lots of things. First, I wanted to incorporate adjunct brewing in IPA. Brewing with adjuncts may be the most American way of brewing, so it seemed to fit the way that we uh, the fit that way. It so it seems to fit that way we make it an IPA too. Using rice and corn does add a certain body and mouthfeel, but allows the beer to be dry without being naked and overly bitter. It also gives the beer its stark yellow appearance. Second, I used our house lager strain of yeast, but ferment it warm. 65 degrees to avoid the excessive so2 using a clean fermenting yeast like this allows the hops to shine without a backdrop of ale yeast aromas we've also tried to make these styles of beer with american ale and kolsch yeasts Mm. i'm convinced that many new england ipa enthusiasts might confuse ale esters for hop aromas i'm looking at you london three (laughs) who's three it's a yeast. And Dan Charlie, <laughs> Dan Charlie said, "Oh shit, Tim Johnson's here." Bye. Damn, we got um, we got over half the uh, beer, fermented reality beer cast. I on. know we <laughs> we just need Joel wherever he's hiding. He's a, he's playing with his kittens. Yeah. Um, and I want he wanted to avoid that altogether. 
Lastly, I added the technique we use for Italian pilsners, Mm. the dry hopped spund or dry hop krausen. In this nerdy process, we dry hop at the tail end of fermentation where there is still plenty of activity or we add fresh fermenting beer to a finished tank with the dry hops. Mm. We achieve three things by doing this. One, we fully carbonate the beer. Two, the still active yeast scrubs any oxygen we add during the dry hopping. And three, biotransformation of hops. That's the key is that biotransformation for those hazy IPAs. I just like saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds dirty. All right. <laughs> I had a biotransformer once. They were pretty cool. Um, what we ended up with is decisively unique from IPL or dry hopped lager. It has a magnificent hop aroma, clean, assertive bitterness, and a bold, clean finish that makes the drinker crave another sip. I felt it needed a name to differentiate it. So it's a bit wester than West Coast. <laughs> it's crisp and sessionable, but strong and sneaky. It's cold IPA. There you go. So uh, I'll put this article, link to this article in the show notes. It will be on our, I mean, it will be on the uh, podcast uh, itself. It will also be on our website. And they listed about 29 different cold IPAs from different breweries that have tried this style or this variety or process of making a, a different type of IPL. <laughs> <laughs> IPA mm. with uh, some uh, cold fermentation uh, processes. So maybe you have one near where you live and you want to go and try it out. Go hit this link. Find out if you if you have any of these beers that are close by to you and go try it out. Let us know if you you know if it's something you like or not and if it's good. Uh, I haven't had a cold IPA. No one in my area is doing that right now. But I'm not going to say they won't. Maybe next week I'll run into one of our breweries and and boom, there'll be a cold IPA on the, on the menu and I'll, I'll go grab it. So I just thought it was interesting. Um, again, at first, when I first read this, I thought, okay, this is one of those things like brute IPA, whatever it's, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. And then, uh, we're, you know, it's going to disappear very quickly. Uh, but we'll see, we'll stick around or will it not? Who knows? Yeah. Uh- 26 20, examples. Okay. okay, I was close. It was... Uh, okay, I was close, yeah. but still. Uh, I have, I still haven't heard of this yet. Um, there's Aslan. Aslan yeah. Aslan's on there. Um, Ecliptic. Yeah, see, these are all, uh, yeah. you know, Portland. Free, got, uh, well, that, free, oh, uh, Mysterious Cold yeah, IPA. Free, Fremont. I, okay, I might be able to find that one. Georgetown. Okay, Georgetown That's I have here. Uh, let's see. New realm. I've heard of Freem Rubens. Freem and Rubens. Yeah. Stay frosty. I like that name. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker is great. I love Stormbreaker beers. I do too. Yeah. So there's quite, so it looks like most of them are around the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's all kind of out your way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was seeing a lot of, uh, Seattle, Portland, mm-hmm. Hood River, uh, flipping through this. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think because Wayfinder a is a Portland based brewery that they, that they're, I mean, they did a lot of collabs with a lot of these breweries too. So a lot of, mm-hmm. of, of, uh, helping them out, you know, with the style and coming up with a collab beer, which is a good way of, of publicizing your brewery and, and another brewery and getting, you know, getting that word out more. I want to try to do that more with our podcast, you know, get the word out. You know, ha- you know, have some guest spots on some other podcasts, and just let listeners that that might be listening to another show 
for a different reason and they listen to ours, get an idea of what we're about and maybe, you know, listen to our show as well. I mean, because there's a lot of different podcasts out there, whether they're craft beer or not, that that don't only talk about craft beer. They just have craft beer as part of their their show. Mm-hmm. And they might have listeners that are mm-hmm. listening to them drinking craft beer but don't know enough about it to, uh, you know, to dive in themselves and want more information. So that's where we, you know, come in. So I'm hoping that we can sure get do. that spread mm-hmm. around a little bit more. All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Eric. And thank you, Chris, for reading that article. I hope you don't feel bad. I just dumped the whole thing on you. Nah, I don't mind it. Okay, good. Um, and and while while we're in the middle of just chatting real quick, I wanted to big uh, give a shout out to Steve Korsman, or as we oh, know, Florida on, Steve. Uh, Untapped, Florida Steve, Florida Steve, He's, uh, checking in, saying hello. <sighs> All right, okay. I got to get ready for what you're about to ask me to do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to be part of the show and send in your questions, comment comments, or feedback. Whatever you want to do, you can do that easily through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter, if that's easier for you, at or Instagram at taptocraft. And of course, Chris wants to interact with you on Facebook, facebook.com slash taptocraft, or go visit, and I won't say or, and go visit our website where you can find all the episodes of Tap to Craft podcast, as well as for Minute Reality Beercast, as well as our YouTube videos which I need to update a couple of videos. I haven't got the last two on there yet, I don't think. So I'll get that done. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of information there. Um, one last thing before we wrap up this and go to Chris, I do have some bad news. I should have said this earlier when we talked about our Patreon uh, supporters. Um, I'm not going to be able to do a Patreon glass. Uh, the com- company I was going through, they changed their whole way of doing things. And now the cost is just too prohibited for us to spend the money to purchase the glasses for first and then the shipping on top of it would be quite a bit. And there weren't enough people that uh, wanted the glasses that we can get a big enough order to, to lower that price down. So I'm going to uh, pivot <laughs> on that and, and come up with a, di- I think what I'm doing is I'm going to come up with a, a t-shirt design and give all our patrons uh, instead of a glass, I will, I will set up the store's front, let you pick the shirt, we'll purchase it for you and send it to your home uh, when that's done. So the, I'm trying to come up with a few different options for you, uh, and then um, I'll, I'll send out the links, and you guys can go and pick what you want, to, and, and and or maybe I'll even just give you a, a gift card or something, whatever. I, mean, I don't know. I'll have to figure out how it works, but we're going to switch it over to T-shirts. So I'm sorry for everyone that wanted a glass at this time. It's not feasible. COVID, I like, totally trashed my uh, my glass contact, and and I just don't want to pay twenty dollars per glass plus fifteen dollars shipping. I just it's just not it's mm. not worth it. So we'll we'll do something else, and just stay tuned. Maybe later on we'll get the glass out there. Yeah, there, and there was a couple of ideas that you and I tossed back and forth too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, that's tough. It's tough, and 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 if I was uh if I was a couple, and I, I still you know now that we have uh. I don't know if uh, Dan Charlie is still on there, but you know, Chris and I talked about, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could put our logo on a B cup, set of B cups, and get some specially made one? But I know that's tough because, you know, that's that would be like again, you'd be have to be a huge order, and and there's no way I'm going to order a hundred sets of B cups or more, a thousand or whatever. But maybe you know, Dan and Joel can talk to us, and maybe we can work out something where we do a 
you know, a combination for minute reality, beer cast and Captain craft, uh, B cup, uh, option. Well, I did, um, talk to, uh, an Instagram beer person. Uh, I've been going back and forth with this person, uh, potentially to have on our show mm-hmm. just to chat with her. And, um, she had mentioned that she's also been trying to get a hold of the guys at fermented reality to have some more B cups printed. Cause she actually has her own logo. Oh, really? On- set of b cups and she bought she was telling me that she bought like 70 75 of them and she's like i need more and i asked her i was like what did you pay for them and she goes i i don't really remember (laughs) (laughs) like i suck i'm sorry (laughs) okay well you know what maybe it is an option so we'll talk to joel and see if that and plus that would be a lot easier to ship because they're not going to break right and it'll be lighter and and we can get we can get you four uh, you know, you know, four cups with our Easy. logos. Easy now, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll totally we can totally take a look at it. And Jeff Seiler said, "No problem, Denny. Glasses. <laughs> we don't need no stinking glasses." I, I got the feeling. I got the best listeners. <laughs> I, you know what? I have a feeling that just like myself, you guys have way too many glasses in your yeah, cabinet, that's true. just like I do. That's true. That's true. We do. We do. Okay, Chris. Now it's your time to shine because let's continue the conversation because it's. Now time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. All right. So first check in on our on our uh on our list here is Mr. Matt Knight or Skinny Matt Knight. Uh he's drinking a just for you, Denny, a black IPA by K2 Brothers Brewing. Yes. Way to go, yeah, Matt. So you, he gave it four and a quarter caps on that beer. He wrote coffee and hoppy. Good stuff for sailing in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I don't know what Sea of Thieves is, but he is drinking out of a really cool Legend of Zelda glass. Yeah, he's so, a big he's a big like Zelda it. fan. Yeah, he's a big just video game nerd in general. Um, <laughs> he does do a stream, room. I think. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's every Saturday or like through su- Twitch Sunday. Yeah, twitching thing. I see him on Twitter. Uh, doing that. I need to join him one time and just support him. Yeah. Um, Tom Byrne is drinking an apple brandy rye way by revolution brewing company. He said, really enjoyed this. There aren't enough apple brandy barrel beers in my life. I would have to agree with That's you what, on that. I think Tom. Joe would too. He's a big apple yeah. brandy, <laughs> uh, the apple, apple brandy barrel Hunapoo that we yeah. had over at Super Bowl. four and three quarter caps for this beer from tom uh next on the list is going to be and hey random question denny mm-hmm. are you getting any weird popping noises in your headphones at all or is it just me no it must okay, just cool. be you that's fine i can ignore it um will d is drinking a rare cargo by Mokama beer company solid <laughs> four cap rating on that beer um Got to continue the check-in streak for the uh, 1,733rd show in a row. Chad Lamassa is drinking a uh, Joe de Vir, Joe de Vir, I don't speak French. Joy de Vir, Vir, Vivre <laughs> uh, by Antietam Brewing Company. I'm going to go with it. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I didn't have to take my son to or pick him up from work today, so I can start a bit earlier mm. today. He says, I want to like this style, but Saison, I huh? just can't get into it. <laughs> it's probably because it's written in French. Yeah. I've tried a bunch, but it might be time to give no, up on it. don't give up. It's a beer de garde, so yeah, it's like a farmhouse yeah. saison. Yeah. But you still rated it three and three quarter caps, Chad. 
Yeah. Did you just feel bad <laughs> or you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings or did you just really not like it? All right, let's read a better one for him. So it's worth the drive from True Respite. And he said, I picked this one up at Homemade on Saturday. The name is appropriate. It was about 90 minute, it was about a 90 minute drive. And Cindy and I had a great time at the brewery. They make some great stuff. Uh, we always enjoy our trip to True Respite. See, I can't read today. We also enjoyed our trip to True Respite a few months ago. This is a very solid dunkle. Definitely worth it. Four and a half caps for that beer. And um, Chad, that's a really cool beer label too. I like that one a lot. Um, it's got a Maryland flag on it and all kinds of stuff. Um, car and things like that too. And I lost my spot. Next is going to be Jeff Seiler checking into a Way to Go, Idaho. Oh. by. Ology Brewing Company. Uh, and he wrote delicious, hazy double IPA, tropical, citrusy, and dank. Working on a theme tonight. Stay tuned. What's the theme, Jeff? I'll wait for you to respond. <laughs> um, Mark Church is drinking a canteen by Trek Brewing Company. Nice canteen with our steak dinner on the grill. John's cream ale goes down so smooth. I would have to agree with him. I had one for dinner too. Oh, was to, to was this weekend uh, when you guys met it up, or is it next weekend? No, it was this past weekend. Oh, oh you yeah, um, cool. Well, I I didn't take the pictures, so I didn't get to post anything. Oh. Kristen took the picture, oh. the one and only picture. Um, one and only, but, uh, it's hidden. Well, the one and only picture of of John and myself. <laughs> But uh, we did get the chance to go out to a couple of places, grab a couple of beers, okay. too. Um, and then let's see who is next. Got to read this one from Chad Lamasa. It's a Captain Myers by Homemade Brewing Company. Great rye IPA mm. and a decent rye bite. Four and a half caps for nice. that beer. Uh, Eric Gronley is drinking a trop Tropical Fun Pants by Ooh. Lupulin Brewing Company at Big Boar Barbecue. Great pairing with Jumbo Shrimp, four and a quarter caps. Nothing like a good Tropical, tropical fun, fun Pants. Fun pants. <laughs> uh, Robert, or as we know him, Chew Your Beer, is drinking a double dry hopped Yeah Yeah by Highland Park Brewery. My kind of hazy, all citrus and hops, no sweetness. Four and three quarter caps for this beer. He's drinking it out of his uh, Pac-Man glass, mm. which is pretty neat as well. Jeff Weesey drinking a chocolate orange lateralis by Lupulin Brewing. Orange peel really comes through in the finish in this rich malty chocolate stout. Cheers, four and three quarter so, caps. Sounds like a Christmas beer. beer. It does. Um, did you guys ever get those uh, those oranges mm -hmm. where you smacked them on the table yeah. and they broke open? Yeah, yeah those were pretty good. Um all right, Jeff, let's see if this goes into your theme. Living in your own private Idaho oh. <laughs> by Baramari Bar Brewing Company. Wow. Lovely, hazy double IPA, Idaho 7 and Idaho Gem Hops. Feeling the Idaho vibe tonight. Cheers to Denny Luce, a.k.a. Luce Screw in Boise. Oh, thanks, four, Jeff. Nine. Four caps on that beer. I need to go on untapped and hit that like button yeah where you been <laughs> well i i've been strong i've been strong uh, the weekend i went a week with the only time i drank last week was monday when we recorded the beer cast because i got my my covid shot and i wanted to give a week of you know everything to 
to get, uh, you know, I, I don't want my body to be fighting COVID vaccine and, and beer. beer at the same time. <laughs> so I told myself I'm yeah. going to not drink for a week, but I had to drink on the Monday because we record a beer cast. You mm. have to drink. So I drink that one day and then uh. drink the rest of the week. But when Friday came, oh yeah, I unleashed the beer and I drank a lot this weekend. So I made up for it. Well, I made up for it on Monday. <laughs> uh that was that let's just say monday was tuesday tuesday was rough because i had to get up early (laughs) and go in early yeah anyway yeah yeah that's a watch the from inner reality beer cast or listen to it to find out why chris had a rough (laughs) tuesday because uh it carried on after the show ended with an empty Mm. bottle of md 2020 of something (laughs) oh god no (laughs) I didn't finish it. I think Megan and Tina finished it. Um, let's see. I'm going to skip my check-in. Um, next, let's see. Eric Gronley is drinking a double dry hopped straight ha- straight hash, homie, uh, by Lupulin Brewing Company. Bomb.com pairs well with the Caprese Salad, Dank, Resinous, and Pineapple. Four and a half caps. And we're going to have to refresh the screen just to make sure that we read Mark Connor's check-in, and he's drinking a Keller beer by Ooh, KC Beer. Nice. Nice and light with a bit of lemony flavor, but not tart. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. Yeah, that's a style that doesn't get uh, mentioned very often. It certainly doesn't, yeah. and it needs to get mentioned a lot more often. Yeah, I like Keller beer. But beers. that's what everybody is drinking. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, good. Some great variety of beers. Everything from Christmas beers to Keller beers. I mean, yeah. hey, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> And Jeff Weesey said that he was thinking the exact same thing with the Christmas orange when he checked in that beer. Hey, you know what? It sounds good. But yeah, I, I think Christmas time is where I would probably drink that one a little bit more uh, than coming in the summer because, you know, weather's starting to get nice. Hopefully everywhere is getting nice. We do have a windstorm going on today, but the weather was, let's see, it's still it's 63, um, but the wind was blowing. So it was kind of like a little bit chilly with the wind blow but uh but yeah it's it's been i think yesterday it was up to like 74 or something like that it's like it's like oh wow. man it's a beautiful day i was out so i was outside in the yard trying to fix my sprinklers so uh, you know every winter we blow you blow out your sprinkler system because you don't want the freeze to to break them so i blew it out yeah and this this is you know it's a it's a 20 year old sprinkler system so it, you know it has issues here and there and i always go to test it out and Sure enough, two zones didn't work. I'm like, gosh, darn it. So I'm fighting with the two zones. I got one to work without having to replace anything. The other one, the solenoid's not uh, retracting, but also the the valve itself, I think, is broken. So I ordered a new valve from from um, Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. And uh, so tomorrow night, I'll be putting that in uh, and seeing if I can get my my last zone to start working. But yeah, it's always fun when, you know, when you need to, recover from winter yeah well i i do have to uh i do have to read one more check-in because tara you're right i totally i scrolled right by this one and i was gonna read it and now i feel that my life is in danger so i'm going to go ahead and make sure i read this one too how could you leave out tara Tara? (laughs) 
because I'm an asshole, Denny. Um, Tara Carlson is drinking a Metro Red by Port City Brewing. She said, spending the day with my father at the doctor's office mm. and getting a mention on Tap the Craft Pod. Jeez, how could I not read this? Yeah. Getting a mention on Tap the Craft Podcast. Two excellent reasons to drink on a Monday. Lovely grapefruit rind finish in this beer. She gave it a four cap rating and I didn't even read it. Come on. Shame on me. Yeah, well. Hopefully her dad was impressed by uh, all the all the shallots we gave her last week. Uh, I mean, it's you know in the beginning it was like the terror. That's show, true. Yeah. So hopefully she's she earned it too. Yeah. Hopefully he's subscribing now so he can it. listen and hear about it too. So before we move on, and I know we're getting ready to hop into the brew mm-hmm. buzz, I have to show off a cool little toy that I got. Okay. Because my buddy Manny bought me a bottle opener, and I've just been itching to use it on the show. So I got this this duck rabbit porter here oh, nice. and i, I want to make sure that i open this bottle <laughs> opener tap the craft on oh. it i know it's going to be fuzzy but he had it engraved with uh tap the craft on it i know we can't see it because you know it's trying to focus super hard but it says tap the craft on okay. it i swear but it's it's a butterfly yeah knife, you're pretty good at that right yeah and it's got the bottle opener inside you just take it and you just <laughs> pop up you guys get to see the uh the virgin use oh nice of this bottle opener so it wasn't uh, it wasn't even your birthday or anything either no well he said he bought it for me like i don't know it's uh he bought it a couple of months ago he saw it on there it is he saw it on just something on i don't know facebook or whatever it was and he goes i gotta buy that i was like okay well i'm glad you did and i seriously come on you can do it focus No, you're still out of focus. A little bit more. A little bit more. I can see. (laughs) There we go. Now you look beautiful. Totally getting it. (laughs) But really cool toy. Um, And I expected that when I went to open it up, it was going to be all stuck and hard and, you know, really difficult to open. But right out of the box, it was ready to go. So sweet. Thanks, Manny. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I like that. And, and you're pretty good at using that. I, I would probably cut myself, even with the bottle opener part. Well, I was going to say, remember, there's not a <laughs> knife in here. It's just a bottle opener. I'm not very coordinated, I, especially as I got older. Not only is my memory going as I get older, but my coordination is going too. I, gone too. You see this? This is a, I cut myself cooking dinner tonight. Uh, using a butter knife? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I can't even... I can't even cook without cutting myself. I never cut myself before, and now I it's just ridiculous, but it's okay. It's okay. All right, Chris, you ready for the brew buzz? I'm totally ready for the brew well, let's buzz. Let's get this party started. So the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we're going to discuss the history of women in brewing. Now, for the most part, I took uh, information from two two sites that uh, had a lot of information and then there was links to many other sites, but I got overwhelmed with what I already had. So I didn't go to it. But the first one is uh, women and beer, a forgotten pairing. And this is from the national women's history museum uh, website. And it, it, that's the article. I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, originally, it was originally posted uh, April of 2013 by Allison Sh- uh, shell, but uh, was updated in May of 2017 by Jeanette Patrick. So it's uh, it's still a little bit dated as far as modern stuff, but it still has, you know, the history, which is important, you know, from the, from the history aspect. And then I filled in the blanks 
going to Wikipedia. Now, everyone says, well, Wikipedia is not true. You're right. But all this stuff in Wikipedia on this site, Women in Brewing, has bookmarks or foot, footnotes to go and, and find where they, where they are. So the information that we're going to have in, you know, intermixed between the two articles or two, two sites um, have been verified with references. So it's not, you know, for the most part, it's going to be pretty accurate, I think. But I'm not an expert, so I got to base it off of the experts that did all the footnotes and, and, and verified it. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start this off and give Chris a little break so he can drink some beer and uh, lubricate his, his vocal cords a little bit so he can, he can take it take away from me. All right, Lubrication so, is important. Yes. All right, so if you look at the brewing business today, the majority of micro and macro breweries are owned and run by men. We already saw that last last episode. Did you know in the 18th century, a good portion of breweries or brewers in America were women? Did you also know that the feminine form of the word brewer is Brewster? A testimony to how masculinized brewing has become is the fact that the word Brewster is not even used to describe female brewers today. Instead, many are now referred to as brewmasters. So that sucks. I mean, this is a historical term that women in brewing was known as. And I think, I mean, yeah. So if you want to go to the politically correct and, and, and everyone feels good thing, I guess brewmasters can account for anyone. You don't want to, you don't want to call a, a male, maybe a male brewer, a brewster by accident. So maybe brewmaster is right. But I don't know if female brewers want to be known by the historical name, then maybe they should. But again, maybe it's not a good name either. Punky Brewster is what I think of when I hear Brewster. So that might not be a good uh, reference there. All right. Women's involvement in brewing beer has been documented back to 4,000 years ago in Mesopotamia and possibly earlier. And we'll find out that, that there is, it does go back further, but as far as the documentation portion, it's, it's, it's goes back to Mesopotamia for sure. That's, that's documented. Historically, women were involved in brewing, uh, uh, ethnographic and archaeological ar- archaeological studies have shown that brewing was an outcropping of gathering or baking traditions, which were predom- predominantly women's roles throughout the world. From the earliest evidence of brewing in 7000 BC until commercialized brewing during the industrialization, uh, women were the primary brewers in all inhabited continents all inhabited continents, the primary brewers. So uh, there were also many taverns owned by women, and thus it is likely that they also brewed their own beer. In many cultures, the deities, the goddesses and protectors of brewers, were female entities who were associated with fertility. Ancient ancient Sumerians even had a goddess of beer. That was Ninkasi. So we know of Ninkasi as far Uh. as Ninkasi brewing, named after the goddess of of, uh, beer. So from the middle of the 18th century, many women were barred from participating in alcohol production and were relegated to roles as barmaids, pub operators, bottlers, or secretaries for breweries. In less industrialized areas, they continued to produce home brews and traditional alcoholic beverages. From the mid-20th century, women began working as chemists for brewing establishments. Beginning in the 1960s and 70s, they began re-entering the field as craft brewers. So there's the synopsis of it. Now, I put together 
some history notes going way back to, you know, some documentation of uh, female brewers in different uh, uh, cultures. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and start with the Chinese culture here? In Chinese legend, Yi Di, wife of Yu the Great, you are the great, Mm -hmm. Denny, is credited with making the first alcohol from rice grains, Mm -hmm. a female divine being in a new mythology known as Kaimu Fuki was the protector of brewing and brewers prayed to her and offered libations to ensure the warding off of evil spirits, which might spoil the batch. Mm-hmm. Gotta pray to her more often. <laughs> uh, traditional Germanic societies were reported by the Romans to drink ale made predominantly of fermented honey produced by women until monasteries took over the production of alcoholic beverages in the 11th century, making it a profession for monks and nuns Brewing was the the domain of tribal Germanic women. Migratory Germanic tribe women typically brewed their meads and ales in the forest to avoid pillagers by invaders. Yeah, Yeah, they had to hide in the forest so invaders wouldn't steal all their beer. Yeah, well, you got to hide your stills. You can't just be making it wherever. In the decades before the Black Death in Europe, many households required, required, a large amount, amount of ale. I required a large amount of ale at my house too, <laughs> uh, because of a lack of potable water and expense of other beverages. Women used the opportunity of brewing to make extra money at home. In Brigstock, some women obtained licenses, licenses to brew over several months. Women in Northern England were the main brewers for the community. Fast forward to colonial America, the craft of brewing beer was brought over from Europe and women resumed their roles in society as tavern keepers and brewers. But tavern keepers were not the only women brewing. Housewives were as well. And brewing beer was one of the many tasks on their long list of daily duties. Beer was consumed more than water at this time. And one needed to have a steady supply of this beverage on hand. As elsewhere in Europe, were you going to say something? No, no. Finish this one, and I'll, okay. and I'll finish off the last after you do this one. Okay. As elsewhere in Europe, the founding of guilds often forced women out of the brewing industry. However, in Harlem, in the Netherlands, because women were allowed to inherit guild memberships from spouses, many continued in the profession. Data collected on the period between 1518 and 1663 showed that 97 Brewsters, three-quarters of whom were widows, we're operating among a total of 536 brewers in the city. Wow. Yeah. So interesting fact that they could, in the way to get around them not being able to, you know, to brew because they're women was they could inherit that, uh, that guild membership from their husband or their spouse. So, Hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden now there's, you know, there was, uh, you know, it's only nearly a fifth of the, of the brewers, but that's still, that's a lot of uh, female brewers uh, in, in one area. So yeah, that's interesting. All right. So for around a thousand years in Finland, women brewsters created a beer called sati in villages throughout the country. The recipe usually contained hops, juniper twigs, and barley and rye grains, which had been malted and then smoked in a sauna. Finnish legends include the story of Louis. I'm assuming it's Louis. I'll go yeah. Uh, in the uh, Kalevala, in the Kalevala, a woman who brewed beer by mixing bear's saliva with honey. 
I mean, the bear's saliva was probably already in the honey, right? (laughs) No, they had to go out there and harvest it. (laughs) The saliva and the honey, both. Yeah, if they're out there, if they're out there brewing beer and like hiding their hiding their meads in the forest, (laughs) you gotta like you gotta be a bit of a badass to go out there. And we gotta go, we gotta go. Come on, we're gonna go get some bear saliva. Yeah, yeah, we we gotta put it in there. I mean, that's pretty tough. If you gotta go out there and Mm -hmm. and 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 get the saliva and the honey, you gotta you gotta fight off bees, fight off bears. I mean, these women were tough women and tough Brewsters, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Now we're going to move into women of the Native American societies in North America, including the Apache, the Maricopa, the Pima, and the Tahano O Udham, uh, brewed a cigarro cactus beer or wine called Tiswin for rituals. Apache women also produced a product made from corn, which was similar to Mexican beers known as Tulpi or Tulupa which was used in girls' puberty rites. I mean, I'm, <laughs> that's, I, they went on further with this. I, I stopped at that point. I didn't want to go on to details about the, the use of this in their mm. puberty rites. But uh, uh, the oh, I can never say this. But the <laughs> Kohitikan? Co- I'll go with that. I'm gonna let's let's see. I'm gonna go with the the Coahuilatican. There you go. That and other tribes from their Texas vicinity made an intoxicant from yucca and the red beans of the mountain laurel. In 1734, Mary Lyle Lissel or Lyle 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 Mary Lyle became yeah. America's unofficial first Brewster when she took over her father's brew house in Pencil or in Philadelphia. And while Thomas Jefferson is often given credit for a founding home brewer, the credit should actually be given to his late wife, Martha, who supervised the majority of the brewing. There you go. By late 18th century, women as brewers and even brewing as a household art was on the decline, giving way to the male-dominated world of the beer industry. All right, Chris, I'll let you finish off the last couple paragraphs. Today, women are slowly infiltrating the brewing industry. Patricia Henry is the first African-American woman to manage a major American brewery, Miller Brewing Company. Now, Miller Coors in Eden, North Carolina, Suzanne Stern Dennison, and Jane Zimmerman worked at and invested in Sonoma, California's long-shuttered New Albion Brewing, established in 1976, and the first brewery in America since Prohibition. Jack McAlfee is most often the only person mentioned as a founder. Yeah. So that was interesting, too, because I didn't realize that, uh, that that was the case. You always hear about, you know, about New Albion being the first craft brewery, but, uh, but you never hear that it, that was, you know, funded and, and owned by, by women. So. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Carol Stout of Stout Brewing Company, founded in 1987, is considered one of the first female brewmasters in the United States. Another female brewmaster, Terry Ferendorf, founded the Pink Boot Society as a way to empower women beer professionals. In 2008, they had only 22 members, and today they have more than a thousand. Women are still not the majority in the beer industry in any capacity. Yeah. So. Um, the, that Wikipedia page has a ton of more, uh, associations with women and, and owning breweries and women that own breweries and, and also brew or just women in brewing in general. But I just kind of put a couple there cause I didn't, 
we already kind of were getting a little bit long with the topic. I didn't want to go too far, but there's a lot of women that are that are today are are involved in in brewing, and I think it's just going to get you know bigger and bigger. There's I think it's going to grow. I think there are a lot more women that are that are enjoying beer, uh, and they're and they have the knack for for wanting to uh, you know to to brew something. Or you know, get into the brewing and, and get their, their, um, you know, their take or their uh, experience. You know, they they want to make their own beers that uh, that they would enjoy that maybe aren't being made right now. So, yeah, we and like I said, eighteen percent of the brewers uh, in our area are are female. So that's pretty that's pretty good. I mean, it is coming along, and they're making some great beer, award winning beers, uh, which is which is fantastic as well. All right, so that is our women in history. There's still a a lot of history that we didn't cover. I covered the just the big the big spots. If you want more detail on those things, go visit the links, and you'll get some more detail on women in brewing. So there you go, Tara. I hope that uh, this was able to to fulfill uh, a little bit of uh, of need for for finding out about you know what you know about the women that were brewing early on and what happened and then how they're coming back and, and got around some of those, those rules that were introduced uh, that made it a male only um, um, profession. I'm having trouble thinking of words today. You too, Chris. I think uh, you're having too. trouble too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I was staring at a screen all day, much like I'm doing right now, uh, but was more focused on things like uh, budgets and invoices mm. and, you know, things that um, I'm very happy that my accountant does for mm-hmm. us. Well, he doesn't handle, you know, the stuff I was doing today, but uh, I'm glad he does. Well, our taxes, oh, let's just say that. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. So the <clears throat> so. taxes get extended. I didn't, or they, were they still due on the 15th? I don't know. Because I submitted all my taxes and I, you know, I, I just have them pulled out of my account. And the only the only ones that pulled out of my account were my state taxes, uh, and my federal hasn't uh, been pulled yet. So I'm like, uh, May seventeenth. Oh, so maybe they're going to hold off and not pull it until May seventeenth. Isn't that nice of the government to not take my money right away? <laughs> so I expected too. I was waiting for a tax payment to come out of our business account that it was supposed to come out on April fifteenth. But according to the to IRS.gov, the Treasury Department and the IRS announced today, March 17th, um, that they've extended the date for individuals in the 2020 tax year to automatically be expend, extended from April 15th to May 17th. The IRS will be providing formal guidance in the coming days. Okay. All right. You know, I should have been more I, – I don't know. I just – I had the money. I, I had the money and I just wanted to pay it and get it out of there. I was pissed off I had to pay – you know, a couple grand. I, I I know I pay plenty of taxes. I I don't know how to. I don't really know how to uh, get out of paying taxes. I guess. But you know, for me, I'm in the whole mindset that yeah, no one likes paying taxes. But I also know that living in this country is not. You can't do it for free, right? You no. got. You have to contribute. And so I contribute my part, and I don't. I, I mean, I don't get that upset. I just yeah, I, I hate writing that check. Uh, out, you know, every year. I, and I try and to break the, even, the but when Trump changed the whole uh, return thing, I, you know, even putting in 
you know, I married, married zero and I put in an extra, you know, hundred bucks a month in, in the federal to, to not have to pay. And I still have to pay. So I don't know what he did, but he totally screwed me up because I can't get away yeah. with not paying at the end of the year, every single year. I don't, I don't understand. It's ridiculous. Well, no, it's definitely ridiculous. And, and I was, you know, kind of looking at it ourselves. You know what? You sh- just go ahead and in- incorporate tap the craft. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe it. I'm maybe I'm getting uh, dinged for all the uh, you know money we're bringing in. Yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, that's totally right. Uh, not that I, I do appreciate that. everything we're getting. Uh, it's helping with paying the bills, and we're we're able to. Uh, you know, get, you know, give some back to our, our listeners. So that's good. And, and maybe yeah. we'll get some uh, hardware upgrades that will happen in time. Uh, but right now mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we can pay our, our hosting bills. <laughs> that's the important. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue into, uh, you know, if you guys shop on Amazon, you know, we have an affiliate link and uh, it's on our Facebook page. It's on our website. So we would really appreciate it if everybody hopped on there. Uh, and all my shortcuts, Denny, I've actually changed my shortcuts on every computer that I to own, our link. For, whether it's our personal, <laughs> it's just to our link. I just click on it. Uh, you, you probably see something pop up just about every day from us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, April has been kind of, sh- kind of slow, but, uh, yeah, definitely the other months you, you definitely have been, uh, you know, you, not only you, but I think some of our listeners as well, because, um, yeah. there's some weird things that come up that, uh, and I don't know who's ordering this stuff. I don't think it's all you, Chris, because uh, I can tell what you we'll order, see. you know, business stuff and can dog you? stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And stuff for your lighting and uh, cameras. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, you can totally like the, uh, the toilet valves. Did you know those were me? Was too? that you, the toilet valves? Or, uh, I-, I figured some of them for oh, camping. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, I don't know. What else do we get? <laughs> um, some, Zymox dog ear cleaner, um, some, some Frigidaire water filters for our fridge and a new printer. Oh, you ordered a printer? I didn't see the printer. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. The printer, it's, uh, my old one took a dump. So I had to, uh, I had to get another one. Got some hot sauce today. (laughs) Um, showed up from, from Amazon (laughs) yellow bird guys. If you're not familiar with yellow bird hot sauce, you're not living. Um, so all kinds of good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So just visit our site, click that little banner that says Amazon, and just do your shopping, and we'll get a few cents with everything you buy. Fantastic. No cost to we you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. All right, Chris. Um, our new and noteworthy beers. I see that you're following suit with last episode and not having very many. I actually made up for last week, and I only put in four for mine, I think. One, two, three, four. But go ahead and give us your new and noteworthy beers. I will. And you know why um, I only had a couple. Now, uh, our last show, why did you only have a couple of Denny? So I am not drinking uh, in the middle of the week. So I've been, I I have a sleeping problem. (laughs) I can't sleep. I get up every day at 3.30 in the morning and I go and I work out for an hour. Is that your usual time to get up? I wake up. I I have not set an alarm to wake up for seven years. I've gotten up by uh, on my own and it's, it's slowly gotten from where I got up at five o'clock to, you know, four 30 to, you know, four. And now it's three 30 between three 30 and four. I just wake up and 
I'm just wide awake. So I get up, I go work out, I sh- clean up, I go down, I read. I, I read a lot in the morning. I, I you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I read a, a variety of different things. I, I love reading. Uh, I, I check my emails. I work on show notes if I if I have time. I work on editing shows. Now I've got our show. I've got uh, uh, from Inter- Reality Beer Cast that I work on. So every week I'm working, you know, on editing sh- shows. I try to do some video stuff in between there. So I'm working on a lot of stuff in the morning and I go to work and then I get home and uh, yeah, do I, what time do I go to bed? Uh, you know, nine, nine thirty, And then I get up at three thirty in the morning the next day and, and do it again. And that's just my way. So I've been trying to do things to help uh, get my sleep cycle better. And one of the things that people have told me is that you shouldn't drink you know, uh, like six hours before you go to bed. And I'm hmm. like, well, hell, I'm, I, I, I like to drink my beer. So I thought, okay, in the middle of the week, I will, I will, I will, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I will try not drink. I won't drink in those days. And then I will see if it helps my sleep. Well, guess what? It doesn't help my sleep at all. My sleep tracking is exactly the same. It's, it's like, like a zigzag, you know, mm-hmm. chart where I'm, a, you know, unrest, restful, rest, you know, it just bounces up and down from restful to unrestful in small increments. I never get more than, if I get an hour of, of straight undisturbed sleep, that's a miracle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the beer hasn't done it, but health wise, it's good to remove the beer from my diet. So for the last month, I haven't been drinking during the middle of the week. That's why you don't see me on untapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this last weekend, I didn't drink anything um, Saturday or Sunday uh, because I had my shot on Saturday morning. So I didn't want to drink. So I so that was bad. A weekend before last. And then this weekend, I made up for it. I think I had like you certainly 12 did. beers or something like that because I was <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> so that's why yeah, I hadn't been drinking. Did. Okay. Well, I, I just wanted to touch on, hey, you had a lighter list last week <laughs> along. I, and I did too. Um, I'm looking at my week this week. Monday, Monday is why I haven't had a lot of, uh, a lot okay, of, so you're still hung over from Monday. I think, um, Wednesday evening, <laughs> Megan and I went out to dinner and I had like, a uh, a Roman pills, like a Roman Pilsner. Um, uh, and that was, that was, that was the start that kind of got me over the hill. Um, being okay with drinking, okay. drinking again. Um, because admittedly Monday night, and I'm going to say this now, whether it makes it back to the beer cast or not, I don't know if you saw the picture that I sent to our group, Denny, but on our, uh, on our little backtrack, I blew a point one seven. I did see that. Yeah. I thought it was false. <laughs> no, <laughs> I vomited that. Uh, night. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I haven't vomited yeah. from drinking in, a long time. Uh, not my proudest moment, but man, it was a fun show. That's all I'm. It was say. fun. Yeah, you were it you were pounding them pretty good. Um. So yeah, I'm finally getting back in the swing of things. Uh, having my first beer uh, that I'm going to talk about being a rather large beer, not large in size, but large in ABV uh, from Cigar City. Their spiritual needs, and this is the beer that i made the what denny called the beer porn Mm -hmm. about you can check it out on our youtube page or there's a link on our facebook it's so good (laughs) um and you know what i got it from um 
Big Top Brewing. I got the idea from Big Top Brewing. I was looking at their uh, their Instagram account, and they made a, v- a video similar to that. And I went, oh, that's kind of cool. There's some slow motion in there and a little fun. And, and I took the idea from them. Anyway, the Cigar City uh, Spiritual Needs is an imper- a barrel-aged imperial stout aged in rye whiskey barrels, but also aged on rye. Oh, nice. And buckwheat. Oh, I'm not a big uh, fan of buckwheat, but uh, the rye, the rye barrel and rye too. is good. Yeah, um, but this was uh, this was really nice. This came from their their El Catador Club, which is their their bottle club that you can you can hop into every couple of I don't know. It feels like every six months they're like, oh, it's time to re up. You gotta you gotta join a new club. Um, but it was really good. And the fact that they're only putting it in 16 ounce or 16.9 ounce bottles or the 500 milliliter bottles makes it so much easier oh, yeah. to enjoy. Um, so I finished, I was able to drink that one yesterday, just sat down watching a couple, watching a couple of movies yesterday, just sipping on that beer, uh, clocking in at 13.1%, I believe. And, uh, chocolatey, a little spicy from the, from the mm-hmm, rye, mm-hmm. Uh, and the buckwheat too um it was really good it was nice it wasn't like super hot or boozy or anything just chocolatey and and a little bit of barrel shining through and a little bit spice in it too uh that beer i gave a 4.25 from or a two 4.25 two uh and then yeah it's a good thing the show's all getting to the end you're doing good you're doing good Uh, and then my second beer trek brewing Nice. I literally just texted John about this. Uh, I, I had this beer with dinner. They're canteen cream ale. Uh, I was fortunate enough to spend a couple of hours with John and his wife, Kristen. Uh, they are, they were in the area. Um, they were in Tampa Saturday. They went over to angry chair. They went over to, um, went over to Barry house. Mm-hmm. All right. So we interviewed those guys on the, on our, on the beer cast last week. Um, and man, I was so glad we went there. Such good mm. beer. Um, and then went over to Coppertail. Uh, we had we had a you know quick bite to eat at Coppertail. Had a couple beers. Uh, shared shared some laughs and and some conversation over a few beers around the Tampa area. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get a mixed six pack of what they're currently canning now. So Canteen Cream Ale was one of the beers, um, and I can't remember the other two that that are in there, but I'm really looking forward to drinking them because if the other two are as good as this cream ale, I could drink a lot of this cream. Mm-hmm. Ale. This is just every beer I've had from him has been absolutely just terrific. Awesome. Just terrific. Awesome. Uh, I gave it a 4.25 on untapped. Um, and it, I had it with dinner tonight. And what do we have for dinner? Chicken and pineapple kebabs with some rice and beans. And it was just, man, it was just so easy to drink so light just refreshing uh eat i want more john i'm gonna need a keg i'm gonna need to ship me a keg um cavalier is out of ohio in the cleveland area they're also here in florida if you could get me a keg of that Mm -hmm. i'd really appreciate it um but yeah those are my two beers uh day i'm so glad to see that you've uh made up for your previous previous week specifically but let me hear about some of your new and noteworthy beers yeah i kept it four um, there was probably six or seven I could have put on here, but I kept everything above, uh, 4.25 or above. So that says, um, a good, I had a good weekend. So actually the, the first beer though, I had, 
uh, right after we recorded, I think the Friday after we recorded, or yeah, the Friday after we recorded the last episode, I think I had this one. This is from Mother Earth Brewing. I've already had two beers tonight, the Milk Truck Latte, and now I'm drinking the Cali Creamsicle Cream Ale. Mm. Uh, and this one is their Four Seasons of Mother Earth. And I and I talk about these four seasons. They do four releases a year. It's a seasonal. I love that series. And uh, this is their spring of 2021, so brand new just for this year. It's their, uh, I wrote it down here. It's the uh, Barrel-Aged Coconut Cake Imperial Stout. Mm. Um, and this is a, a fantastic beer, really well done. Uh, what I wrote on Untapped here, it says, smells like chocolate cake, tastes like rich, dark chocolate cake batter with coconut caramel frosting and a snifter of bourbon. I mean, imagine mm. having that slice of cake with a snifter of bourbon right next to it. Uh, I mean, really, the aroma is fantastic. The flavor, very similar. And the the bourbon wasn't overwhelming. It was just a nice, subtle character in the finish. Um I said, this was really good, really thick and rich, not overly sweet, which is a good thing. A hint of booze, but manageable. And I gave this a four and a half cap rating. This is my highest rated, well, one of the highest rated beers. I, I This is one of three highest rated beers I had here. But uh, fantastic. Mother Earth just n- nails it all the time. Um, I just love the stuff they're doing. And I think they're an underrated brewery that I, I'm hoping as they're growing, and they're growing pretty rapidly. They're They're actually opening a tap room in downtown Boise. Now the the brewery is in Nampa, which is 14 miles outside of, of Boise, um, but still close enough to be considered, you know, in the area. And they're opening a tap room and a small, like I think a, a pilot or a experimental little brewery to do some experimental stuff in downtown Boise. I've mm. still, after six, whatever, how many years they've been there. I still haven't gone to Nampa to their, to their uh, tap room. Uh, because it's just it's a long drive out there, and I don't have to drive out there and back and and have a few beers, so I just don't want to do that. Um, but now as it's in Boise, it's much easier for me to go down there once they open that place up. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, my phone turned off. Okay, that's the first one. <laughs> the next one is uh, a brewery that I talked about a few, you know, um, earlier in the year when we went to Spokane, Washington, to buy my pickup truck, which I have now. We drove it back. Uh, I picked, we stopped at a, at a fantastic bottle shop and you know what? Now I can't think of the, I should have wrote the name down. It was, it was bottles. Bottles, Yes. It? Bottles in Spokane. Uh, they let us, they opened up, they, they opened their doors to us an hour before they opened and let me go through there and rummage through and pick out a bunch of beers that we brought back. And one of the breweries that we brought back that I hadn't had was a Washington brewery called Varietal Beer Company. And I said, you know what? Pick pick the best beer, and I'll take I'll take that one. And she says, well, I, this one's pretty good. So I grabbed it. Man, that beer was fantastic. I think I talked about it on the new Norway. <laughs> so guess what? I go to the co-op this weekend, and I look on the shelves, and what do I see? I see a number of varietal beers on the shelves in Boise. I mean, like, my eyes are like, I'm almost crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So I pick up everything they had. Beautiful. Yeah. And so I... You know, so I picked everything they had, and I and I wanted to try the beer. So, um, this one is called the uh, Supcuz IPA. <laughs> I don't know if I did that justice, but uh, uh, it's a New England style IPA. And here's what I said on Untapped: I said, "So glad Varietal is in Boise now. 
The beers I've had have been fantastic, and this one is no different. The hop selection is perfect with a dose of sweet citrus zest and subtle dank notes and juicy too. Really well done IPA, four and a half cap rating. Um, With so many New England IPAs that all taste the same, this I mm-hmm. love it when when breweries can step outside of that that typical flavor profile and give you something different that is also fantastic, and that's what they did here. This Subcuz, uh, really well done beer, thoroughly enjoyed it, and even right after I did it, uh, Varietal you know checked in on uh, or made a comment on our, my Untapped saying thank you for picking it up. Well, you're welcome. And I said I told him, hey. I would love to have you interview on the podcast. So maybe they'll come back and they'll hit us up and we can have them on, you know, on the air uh, to talk about uh, their, you know, how, you know, their brewery and their startup and, uh, and, 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 you know, how they're doing these fantastic IPAs that are not the typical beers you can get everywhere else, which is nice. All right. Uh, Next one is another brewery that I picked up when I was in uh, Spokane. This, and again, did you change that to Lumberyard? Lumberyard? No. <laughs> the same thing happened last time. Lumber Beard. Lumber Beard lumber Brewing. Because uh, there is a lumber yard. I know, but too. Uh, but I swore this time I checked and it I spelt it correctly, but then all of a sudden it was Yumber Yard Lumber Yard again. Yumber yeah, Yard. So lumber Yard is now in Boise also. And I picked up uh, several of their beers as well. And the one I'm gonna talk about right now is their keeping it classic IPA. And this is not a hazy IPA. It's a it's a it's a it's an IPA, but it's but it's a classic IPA, but with a twist on it. Um, so it's it's a so what I wrote in my Untapped is classic West Coast IPA, the kind of IPA my wife loves. Now Sarah loves big piney IPAs, West Coast piney three C hop IPA. She loves that. This one's got the pine really well up front, but it adds a little bit something to the to the finish here. It says, uh, piney and citrusy with just the right amount of bitterness. There is a flavor in the finish I was trying to pinpoint. And after a few drinks, it's melon. This Mm. beer has got a, it's so, this is also a unique beer where you taste that traditional West Coast hoppy IPA up front. And you expect that with that big hop up piney up front, you're going to get like a big bitterness in the finish. Now you do get a decent piney bitterness in the finish, but at the very end of that bitterness is this kind of a sweet honeydew melon character at the end, which at first throws you off like, well, what I got here, is this an off flavor? But then as you drink more of it, you realize, oh, it's like a little hint of melon in the finish, like a little bit of a, a sweet melon character in the finish that just kind of like cuts that bitterness and, and smooths it out with a nice, you know, nice finish that I really enjoyed. Uh, four and a half cap rating for this one. And my last beer is a revision brewing beer. I haven't talked about revision for a while. And why haven't I talked about revision for a while? Because um, I've, like, like I already mentioned, I'm getting tired of drinking this hazy IPAs. It all tastes the same. And mm. although revision makes fantastic hazy IPAs, I just thought, you know, I don't want to pay the big price for that. I'd rather pay that higher price for beers that are doing something a little bit different, like Varietal and Lumberbeard are doing. 
So I kind of have stepped away and haven't been buying Envision IPAs. I've been, but I have been buying everything else that they do besides IPA. And this one is one of those beers. It is their El Reposo Mexican style lager. I already love the lager they did, the uh, Revision Lager is what it's called. I love that beer. I love the stouts they do. And now I've got this Mexican style lager, and I really appreciate this one too. Uh, straight up corn on the nose mixed with bready dough malt that falls right into the flavor. Clean beer with refreshing and delicious. Uh, really like this one. Uh, this beer, as far as Mexican lager, it was like fantastic. Uh, four and a quarter rating. So that's my lowest rated beer that I have on my new and order for this week. But uh, but yeah, Revision not only can make some really tasty IPAs, but they make uh, lagers and stouts and other styles that are just as good. Um, so they're an all around uh, really well, uh, really good brewery. I really like them. So I, I want to add that uh, Revision. Um, on a side note, it's not a, not a new or noteworthy beer but it is something that I made a comment, I think, uh, when we talked about the Black IPA. Or no, uh, we didn't talk about Black IPA. That's a, that's a, that's a topic we're going to talk about next episode because uh, Eric Gronley uh, made me realize that I haven't talked about one of my favorite styles, which is uh, Black that's IPA true. or Cascadian Dark Ale. So that will be a little pre-warning. Uh, our next episode will be on that style. But – Stone released their uh, sublimely self-righteous black IPA back in the market after being gone for three or four years, maybe even longer. And back when it was out back originally, I really liked that beer. The first time I had it was one of their anniversary bottles, which I have right on my – it's their 15th anniversary was when they first released that uh, beer. Now they're celebrating their 25th anniversary, I believe. Actually, I don't know if it's 25th or 30th now. I can't – they're they're up there for it. But Stone? Yeah. I think it's 20 – They probably got to – It might be further than 25 because I haven't been drinking Stone at all because I kind of went away from Stone because all their beers are kind of tasting the same and, and not very good. So, But I, I bought this because I wanted to revisit it. And I'll tell you what, uh, it there's so many better black IPAs out there. Um, this one didn't hold up. I don't know if they changed something with the recipe. It came across far more ashy with the extreme roasted malt character. I like a good roasted malt in my black IPA, but I don't want it so strong that it's ashy. And this one just, even when it warmed up, it never kind of fully felt like balanced, right? It was, it was unbalanced and not pleasant. So uh, I won't be buying any more of that while it's available. It's a limited release, so it may not even be available anymore. Um, but I want to make sure that the, that one, of all the black IPAs I've had lately, there's so many other breweries that are just knocking it out of the ballpark that uh, I want to mention. So are they celebrating their 25th or 30th? Uh, I wasn't able oh, to find okay. anything on it. And honestly, I'm I'm not. Yeah, don't worry it, about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, you know what? I'd much rather dig into, you know, someone like uh, Brian Seifler checking in and saying that he had a uh, clown shoes haze cake the other oh. day. Yeah. Um, just had enough bitter and enough citrus in that beer for him. So I love most things from clown shoes. They're up in New England. Um, Massachusetts. I don't necessarily did he post that on our Facebook thing. He did. Uh, Brian Seifler checked in or just, just uh, commented that he had a clown shoes, haze cake, okay. their space cake. 
Space cake back in the day oh, uh, used to be one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So I I have only had clown shoes when I've been on the East Coast, but I'll tell mm-hmm. you that all the ones I had, I really enjoyed. I mean, they made some mm-hmm. they made some pretty good beer. Now there's controversy because they, you know, a lot of the names like I have a tramp stamp bottle, I think, on my wall here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they still have tramp stamp or not but i mean there's they probably they probably do. do but there is some controversy in their in their bottle art and their naming schemes but good. the beers were pretty good i mean i don't know how they would hold up now because things have changed and there's so many good breweries out there that maybe they won't hold up now if i were to have it uh you know now versus back when i had it 10 years ago or eight years ago whatever yeah. it was but i mm. I haven't had a ton of them recently, but I do remember that was a brand that I would search Mm -hmm. out pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. All right, Chris, we're going to have a reasonable size show. Even with all that content we had, uh, we're still going to keep it down to around an hour and a half, I think. So before we end the show, I always want to give a chance to raise a glass to someone like to raise a glass to. So who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? I have a lot of glasses oh, to raise nice. tonight. First, I want to say a big happy birthday to Tom Joseph. His birthday was on the 17th. Cheers. Um, I, yeah, absolutely. So cheers to you, Tom. I also would love to raise a glass to John and Kristen Ream. Again, guys, thank you so much for uh, coming out and spending some time with Megan and myself just to uh, check out a couple breweries, grab a couple beers, uh, enjoy some laughs. and uh, nice. Just... just I finally got to meet meet them. Did uh, did Rush come? <laughs> did Russ come along too? Thank you for bringing that up because I wanted to make sure I covered oh. that today. Was uh, this was like what the second? I posted that on our Facebook page too. That was uh, like the two year anniversary of the Russ is real yeah. hashtag. Uh. I still don't think he's real, but hey, whatever. Um, I bet you're curious to know what we're talking about, aren't you guys? Go back and listen to episode one hundred. No, it was, was it episode one? I think it was 100 we had Russ on. Was it? Yeah. Or somewhere around yeah. there. Find out what we're talking about. You can find that episode right here. <laughs> no, it's not on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be on YouTube. Go hop on our website. You'll find out yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Tapscraft.com. Um, uh, so, John and Kristen, thank you again for the beers. Thank you for the good times. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your vacation here in Florida. And then Manny. Manny Velez. Thank you so much for my really cool bottle opener, right? Again, let's tap the craft on it. It's really cool. That's classic right there. Uh, and it's, uh, he handed this to me and I'll be honest, Denny, um, I, I had a, I had a butterfly knife when I was a, not a kid, but you <laughs> when know, you were was, a punk, <laughs> were you yeah, ever a like punk? I, I don't know. I'm still a punk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but I had a butterfly knife when I was like 13, 14 years old. And I, and I had some fun, you know, learning how to play with them and stuff like that. So we could open them up. But um, it was it was really cool to him handing me this, you know, what, 20, 25 years later and immediately remembering mm. how to use this. So, Manny, cheers to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, salud. And we appreciate that. Uh, Denny. Who would you like to raise a glass to? Yeah, I'll start uh, and raise my glass to William Slimmer, who is uh, our Patreon toast of the night. Thank you, William, for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, I've been seeing you checking in some great beers on Untapped when I've been on there this weekend, so keep that up. 
and raise another glass to Varietal Beer Company. Why not? I'm going to raise a glass to a brewery because I appreciate good beer, and I'm glad that they made the effort to to come down to Boise because there's so many breweries that that don't make it here, right? And they they're taking a chance on us. And even while I was at the uh, co-op buying beer, uh, there was a guy I was chatting with who was looking for beer, and I said, "You know, if you like IPAs, I, I can't I can't speak for this one here, the ones they have here, but I've had their other IPAs, and they were fantastic. Uh, this variety of beer company is is a beer, and he just on my just chatting for a few seconds, he said, "You know what? I like a good IPA, and I'll take a chance." And he grabbed he grabbed one and, and went off with it. So. Hey, I'm spreading the good word too. I'm glad you're in town. Thank you. Cheers to you for taking the risk in Boise. And I hope that we pay off for you and you can keep delivering great beer to my area. And of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass. Cheers. And thank all those who have served and are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. I hope you're all the who are deployed can return uh, home safely to their families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a shout out or a toast to our sponsor. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at BrewerShirts.com, and you can find this really cool glass that I'm drinking out of right now, uh, and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. And you can find the beers and links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at open... open wow, that was, a, oh, wow, that really? was going back well, for a while. Huh? A throwback. It's throwback Monday. <laughs> no, you, you, you won't find it on, on Open Forum Radio, but you will find it at tapptocraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, you'll never find me on, on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, but you can definitely find me on untapped Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always interact with me through our Facebook page or our Instagram page, uh, YouTube, uh, all of our social stuff at tap the craft. All right. It is last calls time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And we ask you to please tell a friend, and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now on Amazon Podcasts or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.